You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you're seated. Open your Bible at Psalm 102. Psalm 102. We have been looking at the favor of God, the divine favor of God. The favor of God. Now, you can go look up in a dictionary, and we all got different ideas of favor. But other than just a pure definition as defined by, by a, a dictionary, for me, the favor of God is easy to understand and explain. It's just simply when God looks in your direction and smiles and says, watch me. I didn't deserve that. I didn't ask for it. I just know God's wanting to do it. God wants to show His life through you. And that for me was a divine revelation when I came to the understanding that when you think about God showing up in the earth, whenever you've heard something from God before you were saved, you know you weren't hearing God preaching out of a burning bush. <laughs> somebody told you about Jesus. But in somebody telling you, you heard from God. Even though we didn't know it at the time, today we become more aware of listening to the voice of God. You notice that whenever God wants to give something to you, it doesn't just show up in your lounge one day. He gets it to you through somebody. Whenever God wants to move in your life, it is through someone. So think about this. When God wants to demonstrate and display His glory, it's going to be through people. God wants to show this world He is God. And He has chosen a people. And those are us, the believers, to demonstrate to this earth that He is God and everything He said is true, yes and amen. And so really all I'm doing is throwing my hands up and saying, God, go ahead and just show out through me. That is the favor of God. When we didn't earn, for, didn't earn something, we didn't work for it, we didn't even deserve it, but he just simply said, I love you, I want you to have it. Psalm 102 from the NIV version, verse 13. You will arise and have compassion on Zion. Once again, Zion is symbolic of you and me as the church today. You'll have compassion on Zion for it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come. Now, you know God's language is that he always calls things that are not as if though they are. Yeah, David is speaking as a psalm, but he speaks, the time has come. See, it's always now. Why? He's declaring it prophetically. Well, what time is he talking about? Well, the time of Zion, the church being birthed, was exactly what Jesus did. When he said, when he read from the, the book of Zion, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he got to the point where he said, today the Scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And the moment Jesus said that, then Isaiah was activated. That portion of Scripture, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the broken heart and preach deliverance to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are oppressed, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That ministry began 
And then as we've already studied, you go read now from that moment, there's a comma that he said, it is, it, 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 this has now been fulfilled. Then on the cross, he said, it is finished. It is finished. What? Everything that needs to be done to bring the full force of God's plan into action. To come to destroy the work of the enemy, to seek and save that which is lost, and to make the way possible that now the vengeance of the Lord can go into action. And everything that the devil's tried to steal from you, God is now legally in place. You just call on the name of Jesus and you'll be saved. And that salvation is not just simply getting to heaven. If, you, if you're not saved and you call on the name of Jesus, the most important salvation takes place, and that is your spirit. You're born again. But that doesn't stop the name of Jesus from saving. Every time you're in any dilemma, any problem, any worries, any, anything that's trying to destroy your life, you still call on the name of Jesus and he still saves you from every destruction. Hallelujah. Come on, shout amen if you're getting a hold of that. And so what we're doing is we're having a look. If that is the case, our time is here. It's not like God decided in 2022 to do it. No, he's already done all the work. And we can, we can call on it today just as sure as if though it, Jesus died yesterday. You can call on it at any moment. In fact, that's exactly what uh, Abraham did is when he believed God, the Bible says it was accounted to him as righteous. Jesus hadn't even died on the cross yet. But because he believed what God said to him about the covenant promise, as a result of that, God says, I give you righteousness on credit. You see, God's not moved by the clock. God's not influenced by time. Come on. If you go and you say, look, you go to a bank and say, I want to have uh, the highest interest rate. Then they will say, okay, then you need to put it into what they call a call account. In other words, it's locked away for a certain period. Some investments, they say, if you invest with us, we'll give you a higher interest, but you have to leave the money with us for five years. You go to them next month and say, I want my money back. They said, you signed, you locked it away for five years. They counting tick tock, tick tock. Five years must go past. With God, you can deposit today and say, I need it by this afternoon. I need it tomorrow. I need it next. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can call on God and He can move powerfully and He is not moved by time. He will never be told by anyone that you can't do it today because there's a certain time. How dare you call Abraham righteous? Jesus hasn't paid the price for it yet. God says, no, He already has paid the price. He was crucified before I even said light be. Are you getting this? God's not moved by time. That's good news for someone. I'm going to keep saying it because there's something you trust in God for and the enemy's told you, oh, it'll take years for that to happen. You say, uh-uh, my pastor's teaching me on favor and I have favor with God and he's doing it now. It is done. Say, it is done. Say, it is finished. Hallelujah. Yeah, we see Abraham, God told him in chapter 12, this is from the Amplified Bible, verse 2, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. Abundant increase of favors. Abundant increase of favors. You may as well say amen now, because I'm going to lock you in here. This is for you. Don't say, oh, that's nice for Abraham. No, this is for you. 
Isn't that what the Word of God tells us? Galatians 3 verse 9, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. See, Abraham believed. So what happened? He's blessed. How many of you are of faith? You're blessed with that. Same blessing. Say amen. See, family of God, this is what we recognize is this favor, if you can put it this way, favor requires dependence on God. It's when you say, you know what? I'm not going to try and even do this in my own ability. I'm not going to try and fashion myself. I'm not going to try and position myself. I'm not going to try and fluff my feathers because that's what happens. We feel we got to get in front of the boss and do certain things. And, 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 and if I make enough coffees and if I, and if I, you know, wash his car and if I, no, that's just simply favor with man. And that can stop in one moment. You just have to say the wrong thing to them. And then everything you've done is just forgotten because you just did, you just broke something now and all favor is gone. But with God, I said, with God. You see, I don't have to try and impress anybody. If God wants me somewhere, He'll put me there. And anyone that thinks they can stop me because I haven't impressed them enough, God just excuse me, out the way. I need Him here now. I'm speaking to somebody today. How are you ready for this? And so we've got to understand, this is what we're talking about, this dependence on God, knowing that if, if, if God wants it, He's the one that says, I can have it. Remember, he says, yeah, remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if those that are of faith, it's because I've heard from God. And if I'm going to walk in favor, it's not like God decides to show you favor because you've done certain things. No, it's knowing that God already wants to show me favor. And so I need to know that by faith. Because if I don't know about it, he could be showing me favor and I keep burning my own bridges. I keep messing things up by myself. But I need to know that if God has said, I have favor, then I'm going to trust Him for that favor. How do you say amen to that? Romans chapter 4, verse 16 from the Living Bible. Hang on, before we go there. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. If you are Christ's, you are Abraham's seed, and you are heirs according to the promise. Everybody say heir. What's an heir? I've inherited so the same way Abraham inherited, you also inherit. Look at Romans chapter 4, verse 16 from the Living Bible. So God's blessings are given to us, how? By faith, as a free gift. We are certain to get them whether, we, whether or not we follow Jewish custom, if we have faith like Abraham's. Abraham is the father of us when it comes to these matters of faith. Notice it says that the blessings are given to us by faith as a free gift. See, we didn't have to work for it. We didn't have to earn it. It is given to us as a free gift. Say that God's blessing, God's favor is given to me as a free gift. See, it's not dependent on how well you perform. Just trust God for His favor. Amen. Romans chapter 4 verse 13. Remember it says uh, in verse 29 of Galatians 3 that we are heirs according to the promise. Look at Romans 4.13. He says the promise that we would be the heir of the world. 
heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. The righteousness of faith. How many of you are born again? Keep that hand up and say, I am born again as a born again child of God. I have been made the righteousness of God. Every time I hear the word of God, that word brings faith to my heart. And as I have faith, the righteousness of faith, it's through that righteousness of faith that I am also an heir of the world. I have inherited the world. Say it again. I have inherited the world. If you have inherited the world, there is nowhere that you can't go. Come on. Have you noticed that my children, they go anywhere they want to in this building. Isn't that right? For privacy's sake and for security's sake, there are certain places of the building that only can be accessed by certain people based on their responsibility on staff. But you notice that when we go home, we got the keys to the house. The kids come and go wherever they want to. Why? Because they, it's their inheritance. No one can stop you where you want to go. We were uh, uh, in the United States. We were attending a conference, and we were told ahead of time that we just needed to let them know that we're coming, and the people at the door will make sure that we can get to the place where we need to be meeting with some other pastors. And so when we arrived, we came in through the front door and we're checking in like you do at any other conference. And it's very important that when you do walk in favor, that you take nothing for granted. In fact, the Word of God says that when you sit at a table, that you don't go sit at the head of the table because then if the host comes in, he says, no, no, that was for someone else, they'll move you down. Rather sit at the foot of the table and then if he wants to, he'll move you up. There's wisdom in that. And so you don't go in there and you know who I am. No, you, you, you go in like you're going to go sit at the foot of the table. And so we were new there. We didn't know the pastor there. We didn't know the church there. But we were told just let them know we're coming. And so, of course, we were there. Uh, Janine and Brittany was with us. And, uh, and they, 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 they did the checking in and I was busy with something. And, and off they went they with, this, with this person. There they go. I see them walking away. I thought, okay, let me just finish what I was doing. And I thought, okay, now I'll follow them. And as I'm going with them, uh, they, I see them go through the door at the back. And then the door closes. And, of course, they got the, the ushers standing at the door protecting, looking after it. And then as I walked up, you can see them looking like, now, who are you? And I said, um, can I go through? No. And they, they did it very nicely. Like, you know, it's, I said, yes, I know, but uh, my wife and daughter just went through there. And they went, oh, okay. And they opened the door. The point I'm making is until they're aware of who you are, that you have favor, 
they will block you. But once they know you have favor, they open the door. See, that's in the natural. It works that way in the natural. Now, the point I'm making, in the realm of the spirit, you have favor with God. And you have inherited the world. Even if someone's standing at the door and you don't have any legal right, any right to get back there, it may not happen today. But if you say, that's where I need to be. God wants me in that inner chamber. God wants me in that boardroom. God wants me in that sales team. God wants me. Yeah, but you don't belong. You haven't been here long enough. You haven't done the work. You haven't done the groundwork. Yeah, but do you know who I know? God knows who I am and all I have to do is go away and make the contact you understand maybe you don't let me through the door today I'm just going to be one phone call away all I need to do is connect with God and say father someone's standing at the door and they're not letting me back there I know you want me back there but they're not letting me back there and I have favor with you you're going to open the door for me hallelujah hallelujah You have favor. Say, I have favor. Say, I receive it. Say, I've inherited the world. Family, get that. There's some places we don't belong. I get that. I I don't need to be, you know, in the state president's office every day. So I understand they say, no, no access. But if God wants me there, No security team will stop me. He will open the way for me to get there. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. So we don't become arrogant with this. That's that's the point. Someone's going to go, well, in that case, I'll just go anywhere I want. No, no, it's, it's not about arrogance. There's a certain attitude to this. And knowing that you have favor gives you a confidence. Gives you a confidence. Genesis 12, verse 2 on the Amplified. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. Say abundant increase of favors. And I'll make your name famous and distinguished. You'll be a blessing dispensing good to others. So I will make your name famous and distinguished. You will be a blessing dispensing good to others. Again, let me say this. When he says, I'll make you famous, it's not for fame's sake. I need to be famous. Why? I just want to be famous. No, no, that's not the point. You want your, when when they hear your name, they say, I'll open the door. Because I need to be there to dispense the good that God's put in me. Into this place. I'm yet to be a blessing. When, when we get that, if you understand that, I don't go anywhere to demonstrate my gift. You need to have me. I'm a great preacher. No, we don't do that. That's not what we do. Amen. I don't even go ahead and say, what well, I've got you need. No, if God wants me somewhere, he'll get you there. And I go with the intention of why does he want me there? He wants me here to dispense the grace that he's put in my life into someone else's life. I'm there to be a blessing, not to get blessed. I'm there to be a blessing. And in being a blessing, God says, I'll bless you. See, that's why 
if we get this, you'll never ever again be challenged by uh, the insecurity of not being recognized. I need to be paid more for this. God sees that. God sees that. No one can abuse you. Now, if we moan or complain about being abused and no one's paying me enough and I strike and I do all these things trying to get more money, yeah, but what did you agree to? Yeah, but I think we still need more. And Then you can get a certain amount done in the natural, but natural is short-lived. You trust God and trust Him for favor and you live this way, you will see God's favor poured out in you in measures that you could not even imagine. Psalm chapter 5 verse 11 says, Let those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Notice it says don't go and complain and moan. See, family, if we always complaining, you develop a habit of complaining. If we develop a habit of always complaining about something, then we'll miss the favor of God. I know things get on our case, and I know things upset us, and I know things go wrong. But here's the thing. I'm going to rejoice and put my trust in God. So I say, God, this is in your hands. Uh, I'm not even going to get upset about this. You said that vengeance is yours and you will bring this thing to pass. Put your trust in God. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those who love your name be joyful in you for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Listen to this. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. You will surround him, surround him as with a shield. Now, sometimes when we think of shield, we think of this, you know, the, like a Roman shield in front of us. But notice, this one surrounds, surround. Now, when I say surround, don't just think front, side, and back. Surround, there's things under my feet that need to stay under my feet. Demonic spirits. Yeah, uh, shield surround you. If you can imagine this huge, you know what a hamster ball is? Have you ever had a hamster ball as a kid? You know, you know, you, you know a little toy, it's a ball. You, it's got a little door in, you put a hamster in there and close the door. And everywhere he goes, the ball goes with him. He runs, the ball comes. Are you with me? You have this hamster ball of favor around you. Wherever you go, favor's rolling. But you notice that when the hamster's running, he never hits the wall. That ball can go into the wall and he's, he's, he's fine. He, doesn't, he didn't bang into a wall. Because the, the ball hit the wall first. Now if you can imagine this huge ball of favor surrounding you. Wherever you go, as you're about to enter in the room, favor went in first. Are you with me? Favor's in and now you arrive later. And anyone coming in from behind that's trying to catch you and pull you out, they walk into the favor ball. You are surrounded with favor. When people look at you, they say, yes, what's the question? You got to get this. See, what you heard Pastor Dylan talking about just now, about his building that he got at a way discounted price. How was that possible? Because he knows favor. 
He believes God loves him. He, he actually believes. That's why when the man said, what do you want to ask? He says, I can ask anything because I know I'm going to get it. Uh, what's the question? Oh, come on. My, I'm preaching better than your amens. This has got to be speaking to somebody today because you, you going, favor's going ahead of you. Hallelujah. See, in Exodus, when they came out of Egypt, they had been working at, uh, and their, their, their ancestry for 400 years. They were in slavery. That's a lot of back pay. God, God's not mocked. A workman is worthy of his wage. And if you've abused the people, there's a payback time. I said, if you've abused, not you, if, if, if a people group have been abused, there is a payback time. Shout a bigger amen. You mustn't get nervous around favor. It's, it's happening. Either get in it or get out. But you're the get in group. And then in verse 35, the children of Israel, God said, listen, I want you to go ahead and you will get your payback. Go and ask. The, go and ask. He said, go and ask the Egyptians for their stuff. And so the children of Israel done according to the word of Moses, verse 35, they are, they'd asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And they granted them what they requested. Thus, they plundered the Egyptians. <laughs> they didn't have to steal. See, we think of plunder as steal. Plunder is when you take something without someone's permission. They walked and said, yo, that's a nice Rolex. Can I have that? And the Egyptian went, okay. And they did that. All day. They just keep on. That's a nice chain. Can I have that? They said, okay. Wow, that's a nice ring. Could I have that? Yeah, sure. And the Egyptians, they didn't know what they were doing. They were just, favor. favor. We don't know why we're saying yes. We're just saying yes. Because it's just you. It's you. I don't know why I need to give you stuff. It's favor. That's why, you know, once they left, then the favor went with them. Now the children, the, the, the Egyptians, like, where's our stuff? Hey! And they, they had to go and chase them, try and get them back. But it's too late. The favor's already going. And that favor, boom, split the Red Sea. Come on, are you getting a hold of what's happening here? I prophesy, go ask for that promotion. You're going to get a yes. Hallelujah. What is it that you deserve as your salary? I felt that nervous wave. What is it that you want as a salary? Trust God. Go ahead, ask. 
Yeah, but what, if you don't ask, ain't happening. See, family God's about what has God told you? Hear from God. He will direct your path. And you will find favor. You don't have to be nervous ever again in an interview. Never again. Don't ever be nervous in a sales pitch. Don't ever be nervous in your job, in your presentation. Why? Because you have favor. Wherever you go, you have favor. Yeah, but what if I say the wrong thing? Listen, I have found, I've said some pretty stupid things in my life, but favor squashed it. Hallelujah. I'm getting more excited about this. Look what it says in the New Living Translation. The Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites. And they gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. See, we have that promise, family. Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. It's stored, but you have to access it by favor. Remember Ecclesiastes 2 verse 26. This is from the NIV version. To the person who pleases God, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth. Wonder why are the, the sinners, the unsaved, always seem to be the richest people? Why? Because they're storing it up. For what reason? To hand it over to the one who pleases God. <laughs> and then Solomon says, this is meaningless. It's a chasing in the wind. See, it, this doesn't make sense. Someone says, that's not fair. Who said so? That's the thing about favor. It never seems fair. Oh, come on. Favor never seems fair. They let me in because I am a man of God. That's not fair. Aha. Uh -huh. It's called favor. Come on. Are you getting this? Say, thank God for favor. Hallelujah. Remember Matthew chapter 9 verse 28 says, When they had come into the house, the blind men came to Jesus. And Jesus said to them, Matthew 9, 28. When he had come into the house, the blind men came to Jesus. And Jesus said to them, Do you believe I'm able to do this? Then they said, yes, Lord. Then he touched the eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. See, family God, it has to do with your attitude. What do you have faith for? Remember when the children of Israel came to the promised land and Moses sent those 12 spies in there? It was a great land, flourishing with all the fruit. It says that one man, it took two men to carry a bunch of grapes on a pole between them. That's how huge the grapes were. They came back. Truly, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. 
But there are great giants in there. And they grasshoppers. We are grasshoppers in their sight. And Joshua and Caleb said, we can go in for we are well able. God has given this to us. But you notice how everybody got afraid. And they, and they spoke about, uh, about you know, let, let, let's elect another leader. It'll take us back to Egypt. See, when, when a man starts to talk about the favor of God, if we don't have the right attitude, we can get nervous and say, well, I don't know if that's really for us. I don't know if that's for me. I don't know if that's supposed to be done. Let me find another leader. Let me find someone who doesn't push it so much. But here's the thing. Joshua and Caleb were the ones who said, we are well able. And even though it took 40 years later, they were the only two of that generation to go in. Why? Because they had favor. They understood the favor of God. Wherever they went, favor went ahead of them. According to your faith, let it be done to you. How many of you have faith for the favor of God? Then trust that. Don't put trust in yourself. No, we here have courses for self-confidence. No, we, you don't need your own self-confidence. When I put favor in God, I have confidence. Why? Because my trust is in Him. My trust is in His favor. I know He goes before me. Angels smooth the way for me. Doors open as I walk. When I ask questions, I already get the yes. According to your faith. How many you ready for it? Say, I'm ready. I receive it. I have favor. The favor of God. I walk in divine favor. Wherever I go, favor surrounds me. God wants me somewhere. I'll get there. Nothing can stop me. He wants me to have something. I just need to ask for it. And I got it. Because God causes others to look upon me with favor. I always have favor because God has chosen to give me favor as a gift. It's my inheritance. It is my right. I walk in the divine favor of God in Jesus' name.